Hebrews and James as we go through the community Bible experience. And uh, I hope that you're still uh, along with us. We've got just a few weeks left. And when you get done, you will have read through the whole New Testament. And for some of you, that's going to be the first time you've ever done it. And we are proud of you. And for all of us that have gone, gone through it, uh, even before I've picked up, I just keep picking up new things that God keeps telling me and showing me. And so we are so glad about that. This morning, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10. And this is writing to the church. These are writing to believers. And the writer here says, I remember a time when you were really going after the Lord. And he's saying, but don't lose that. It seems like maybe you've kind of gone backwards a little bit. And he's saying, don't shrink back. Don't fall back. And he's trying to encourage those who are already part of the church, already have been believers, but over time or whatever, something's happened and they're just not as on fire as they used to be. All right. And so that's kind of the setting that we're at. So let's all stand this morning and we're going to read this together. And then we're going to read Hebrews chapter 10 verses 32 through 39. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. My lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. We're going to begin reading this morning with verse 32. And this is how he starts off. Remember those early days? After you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions." So he's going through all this, goes, remember that, remember this, remember that. But then he says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved. This morning, we as a church should be able to say that in our heart. That's not us. We don't belong to those who shrink back. We believe and we carry the faith on and are saved. And so I just want to encourage the church this morning. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for uh, this scripture, this insight this morning, this uh, encouragement, but also this, uh, this, this word that, that grabs us and says, hey, look, where are you? Where are you at? I know where you've been, 
But where are you at right now? Are you staying where you're supposed to be? Thank you for a writer that, that speaks the truth into the life of the church. And so, Father, today, we ask that your word would speak the life of your word into our church today. And we ask that you'd have your way speak to us today, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Really what he's kind of saying here is, have you forgotten your first love? Now, this week is Valentine's week, and uh, it's, it's kind of a week where they just have this uh, a day that reminds you, you probably had to tell your wife or your loved one that you love them. It's just, they just picked a, a random day and said, this is a day when you need to, me- to remember that, which is not a bad thing. The Bible says on and on, you need to remember, you need to to do that. And just in case the love is cooling off, this is just a reminder that you might ought to stoke the fire a little bit, that you might ought to blow on the fire a little bit, that you might ought to be reminded of what's going on. So this Hebrew writer seems to think that it's possible and seems to think that this has happened from time to time to kind of forget about our relationship with God and that we can kind of fall back from uh, that. And, And I hate to use the word to forget But I think sometimes we allow our relationship with God to kind of cool off. We, we did the art of marriage and, and the second session was, the first session was love starts or whatever. I don't know what it was. Love happens. And the second, you know, and, and love happens. And so when you first start dating, you know, I mean, everything's exciting and brand new and all this stuff and everything's great and wonderful and, and everybody's working at making it all work out good. And you've got your very best face on and everything like that. But then after you get married and you start living with that person and you see them 24 seven, love kind of fades and it's talking about that. Okay, and so if you can think about this this morning, this morning he he's saying, "Have you forgot the early days after you received the light?" And he writes here, and he seems to saying that 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 as I've watched you, there seems to be kind of a fading or or a cooling off of of where you used to be as a follower of Jesus. They didn't seem to have the fire that they did at one time, and so he's trying to encourage them to to revive the fire. Now I have a I have a old wood stove out in my shop, and you can fill that thing full of wood, and get that fire going, and you can leave it there. And if you leave it there long enough and don't do anything to it, you know what's going to happen? It's going to go out. You have got to every now and then. I got to get in there and I got to poke some more wood on it. And sometimes it doesn't need any wood. It just needs somebody to come in there and stoke it up just a little bit or, or open up the doors and let a little more air in. I was, well, one day I'll tell you what, I could not, you know when they tell you not to burn paper in a stove? You know, I've heard that my whole life. And I thought, that doesn't make any sense. You know, and, and so I, 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 you know, you always, does anybody ever get mail that's got stuff that they say don't let anybody else see? You know, it's got, it's like these credit card applications and all this stuff. And they say that if, they, if anybody gets this information, you know, so, so we have this, I don't know about you, what you guys do. You guys probably have a shredder or something like that, but we have a Walmart bag hanging in our garage and we just stuff that thing and stuff that thing. Cause you get, and I had, and I'm not kidding. I had a Walmart bag that was just bursting at the seams and I got up one morning. I didn't have a whole lot to do. And I thought, I'm going, I'm going out there and I'm just going to feed that thing one envelope at a time 
and I'm going to burn all this stuff that if, if someone steals my identity, they'll become a millionaire, and I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, I probably should have let them stole my identity. Then they'd be so disappointed they would never do anything. So I was out there, and I got my little fire going and all, and so I was just chucking one envelope at a time, and that was taking way too long. And I thought, you know what? I got a pretty good fire going here. I'll just throw it all in there. So I threw it all in there, and it was just, you could hear it. And, and I had the doors open, and everything was going good. All of a sudden, I turned around, and there's just smoke backing up out of that thing. And, and I mean, not just a little, but a bunch. And I'm like, what in the world? So I open the doors, and I get in there and poke around a little bit. And it, I mean, it's like a train has been turned loose in my shop. And it's just, and I'm like, what is going on? And I hit in the stove pipe, and it's clear. And I thought, maybe there's, cre-. so I go up, I go up, and, and, and my chimney, in my mind, I didn't know there was anything on it. But there's this little screen at the top. And all that paper went straight up to the top and packed that thing full. And it wasn't getting no fire. And there wasn't, it wasn't no air coming to it. And I, and, I, and I had to, I mean, I worked for an hour to get my fire going again. All right? And it takes work and energy and effort. And any relationship you have takes energy and effort. And people think, oh, well, you know, we're, you know, husband and wife, we're so in love. It doesn't take any effort. Yeah, baloney. It takes effort. I mean, I think I'm the most lovable guy in the world, but my wife seems to think it takes quite a bit of effort to, to get along with me. She has to work at it, you know? And so, and, and people say, well, you know, my relationship with God, you know, I, it doesn't take any effort. It just happens. Well, good for you. But for the rest of us, it takes effort. It takes effort. And, and here's the deal. At the beginning of the, of the relationship, God pursues us. The word says that he comes after us and he's working and he's trying to get us. And after he gets us, he has us, but he expects us to do a little pursuing of him as well. He says to seek, to ask, to knock. Those are all outward actions. We have to, he, he asks us to do a little pursuing himself, but the truth is we like to be pursued. And sometimes once we get to following God, we're like, well, what are you going to do next, God? And he's like, well, you know, this is, uh, it, it kind of need, we kind of need some both here. I mean, if you just have one person pouring into the relationship, that's not a relationship. That's one person working and one person setting, and it's never going to work that way. And so God calls us to this, this, uh, uh, this relationship where we're supposed to be pursuing, okay? And uh, all married people know about this they 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 know about this i remember and i've told you this story before but i remember when i was a senior in high school my wife started pursuing me and here's the deal if you would have if you would have asked me any time in my from freshman on who i thought was the smokingest hottest woman in high school there she was man she was smoking hot and i thought she was completely out of my league because I was an idiot, 
you know, I was, I was big and tall and my knuckles drug the ground, you know, and I was, I milked cows and I mean, I was in FFA and where I come from, if you was in FFA, you were a nerd. And I mean, it's, sometimes it's plenty places. It's kind of cool, but where we were at, you was just, and I was just this big oath and, and, and she was just like, and one of my friends said, you know, Cindy Letzinger likes you. And I was, I mean, not Cindy. <laughs> Cindy Chamberlain likes you. And I was like, what? And she pursued me a little bit. You know, I mean, she was, she was, you know, putting the feelers out there. This was before the, this was before the Facebook or any of that stuff. Man, it was old school writing it on notes and paper and pen and and you know it was you had to work at it you know you didn't you know open up a facebook page and say hey i like you or whatever i don't know how you do that or twitter or instagram or insta whatever i mean we we worked at it but then once once we kind of got going you know i just didn't sit back and wait man I, i started putting forth a little effort too you know and years later, shebang, here we are, you know, and, and it's still, we're still working at it. Every married couple knows this, that it's work. You got to work at it. And it's the same thing with God. God pursues us, but God says, pursue me too. Try to get to know me. I want, I don't want to be the one just giving all the time. You got to, you want, if we love someone, you try to get to know them. You try to get to know what they want. You listen and try to figure out. And God says, seek, knock, ask, and, and all these things. And all those are actions of pursuing him. Okay, and if we really love something, we pursue it. All of us guys know that. We have something that we pursue. We, we buy deer stands. We buy uh, four-wheelers. We buy guns and stuff to pursue stuff. Me and Kent was talking about my boat is sitting in the shop broke down. And I can't pursue fish. I want to. And I have to think, I have to sometimes, I have to ask myself, do I pursue God like I do stupid fish? And I, and I should, I should. I told him, I said, these, these guys that own, these guys that sell boats and get you hooked on fishing, they're just like drug dealers. They are just like drug dealers. They get you hooked on something that's fun. And then you'll take, my boat is broke down. And Kent goes, you know, it's going to cost you a bunch of money to get it fixed. And I said, no, I know it but I'm hooked on it and I will pay no matter what it takes. I'm going to get that boat. I mean, it's like like drugs. I could say it costs you $10,000 to get to where you can go fishing again. Okay. You know, I couldn't pay that, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, they get, I mean, you're hooked and we pursue it. We read magazines. We, we watch TV shows. We get the outdoor channel. We ask other people, you know, I find people that know how to catch fish. And I say, how do you catch fish? You know, I pursue it. Do we pursue God like that? Do we get down and start pursuing God like that? And I, I think the writer here is saying, I don't see that in your life. I don't see you going out and pursuing God. And these people had been on fire in a place where pursuing God cost them something. Anything worth having costs you something. I'll, you know, everybody always says, you know, the best things in life are free. Baloney. The best things in life cost you something because everything costs. And you say, well, you know, love is free. No, it's not. It costs. You got to work at it. 
I mean, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna be married and you're gonna have a family, I don't care who it is. It is work, and it's worth it. But it's work. It's work. And these guys were so in love with God. They were so in love with Jesus and so in love with the gospel that their lives had totally changed. They were pursuing God and it was costing them things. It was costing them time. It was costing them possessions. It was costing them places in society. It was, it was to where it was hard on them physically. And it was costing them. And, and you would think, I mean, when I read this stuff, I'm thinking, man, those, those guys were in some bad days. The writer talks about it like, these, you remember those days? You remember that? Those were some of the best days of our life. You remember those days? And that's the way it is sometimes. If you talk to, I mean, last week they had the, uh, what was that? The Super Bowl thing. You know, that's how important it is. One week, you know, last, last Sunday, everybody's like, yeah, Super Bowl. And this Sunday's like, what was it? Who played? You know, nobody cares. But it, you watch teams and they'll talk about, you know, we had the, the roughest season everywhere. And, and Chuck over there was playing with a broken leg and he just played through, you know, because he's awesome. You know, he's completely handicapped now, but it was awesome, you know. And that's the way they do. You talk about teams, you know, oh, yeah, I remember that time I got hit in the ball in the head. I don't remember any of the game, but, man, we won, you know. And you think, that's bad. And they'll be like, oh, no, that's what makes it fun, you know. And that's what he's doing here. You remember that time you lost all your stuff for Jesus? Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. That's how they're talking about this. And when we look at it, we're like, I don't know if that would be very good or not. But that's... Uh, you know, that's the way it is. If you talk to any married couple that's been married for 30 or 40 years or so, you say, yeah, tell, tell me about some of the best days of your life. And they'll go, you know what? I remember every, every married couple nearly that I've ever met has this story. I remember back when we didn't have nothing. I remember when we didn't have nothing, you know? I, I remember back when I didn't have, you know? I have nothing. And they talk about it. We didn't have nothing but each other, you know, you know, and, and the tree, and you think, well, that is the corniest thing I ever heard in my life. But then you're like, well, you know, that's probably right. You know, I remember some of them days and we told our kids that and, and, you know, it, you know, it should have, you know, those times like that should, in your mind, you think, well, that should draw you apart. But the truth is when, when you're like that, it draws you together because you got to count on each other and you have these bad, hard times and things like that. And it, and it forces you together. And, uh, and, and that's, and, that, and so that's what he was talking about. And he was talking about that, that, uh, these things seemed like hard times, but they were forcing it together. And it was a painful time. But they said, remember those hard days? Remember then those happened? Those days when you served the Lord so faithfully that it cost you something. That God, it cost you something, but those were good days. When it was hard, but it still cost you something. When you stood your ground and it, and it cost you something. When, when you were publicly insulted. When people insulted you in front of others. Remember how close you were to God during that time? And that's what he was saying. And when you stood by other people who were being publicly insulted, remember those days? Those were good times. But they were. They were. And when God was so real, 
in those days and, and, and you were in the midst of the fight and it seemed like we weren't going to win, but God was so close. Remember any days like that in your life? And just felt like the world was closing in on you and things were getting bad. And you're like, I don't know. If I'm, I mean, and, and now you look back on it and goes, man, those were hard days. But boy, God was close during those days. And you would look on them and you'd think they'd be bad. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't know if I'd want to go through them again. But God sure was close. And he's saying, remember that. Remember all this stuff. Remember, remember when you joyfully, I love this part, when you joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. Can anybody ever think of a time when the confiscation of your property would be a joyful occasion? I mean, think about this. I mean, when I read this, this seems just funny to me, you know. What are you doing on Wednesday? Well, the government's going to come and confiscate my property. I can hardly wait. I'm so joyful about that. You know, I always worry every year that I'm not going to get my taxes paid. They're going to come and confiscate what little I have. You know, that's not ever going to happen. But but think about that. I mean, think about that the IRS comes in. They send you a letter. You know, you haven't paid your taxes in 20 years or whatever. And this week we're coming to confiscate your property. And that's not what was going on here. These guys were losing their stuff. They were coming in and said, we're not, we're not going we're, we're to do what God would want us to do. And they said, okay, we're just going to take everything away from you. You're going to lose your job because you're following Jesus. You're going to lose your livelihood because you're following Jesus. You're going to lose your place in the community because you're following Jesus. And he said, I remember you guys. That should not have been a joyful time, but you were going through it going, following Jesus. That was how they were doing it. Go ahead, take whatever I have because I've got something better waiting down the road. We don't think like that, do we? You know, if I, I started thinking about if I had, if I had anything, what it, would, what, would, what it would be. Brooke's dad one time, I, I probably told you this story. Brooke, Brooke uh, Elwood's dad uh, raised cur dogs and, and Cindy bought me Roy from him. And I was trying to get Roy started a tree and, and, he, and he was having a little trouble getting started. And so I called Lance and I said, Lance, I was wondering if I could borrow a dog that was tree in to kind of Roy run with, Roy, run Roy with and, and, and kind of get him going. And Lance was like, yeah, I said, just come on down. I've got an old dog named Molly. You can come borrow, borrow Molly. So I went down there and got Molly. And I said, now Lance, I said, Molly ain't never been with me. And, and he goes, oh, she'll come back. She'll come back. And I was always afraid that I'd lose her. And I said, well, Lance, I felt, I felt bad. I said, Lance, what if I lose Molly? And he goes, Brian, I got 34 dogs. <laughs> this is the best part. I can make another one. <laughs> he, he wasn't holding on to Molly. Why? He had 34 dogs. He can make another one. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 we don't, and we hold on to the stuff we got here instead of knowing that God's got everything we could ever want plus what we could ever dream of. And we, we don't think about that. We don't think about the 34 dogs that we can make another one with. Well, I've got to hold on to Molly. I've got to hold on to Molly. Why? I can go get another one. Why am I holding on to the things of this earth when God says I can have every, I'll have everything I ever want and everything I ever need is, is in him 
is in him, but we don't operate like that. We're trying to hold on. And he said, remember when, remember when they took your stuff and you didn't care because you knew that you had everything in heaven? Remember when that was happening? Remember when you were living like that? And he's trying to remind him of that. And, he, and, he, and this morning, I, I, was, I want to ask you, has there been a time in your life when you remember really trusting God with everything that you had and that God was really blessing you? Has there been a time when, when, when you knew that God was there and God was close and, and, and you were living in that place and, and you were ministering to people and God was doing things in your life? And think about how close you were. Think about the joyful time in your life. Think about the joy that God, that God was giving you at that time. These guys, when he told these stories, these guys knew exactly what he was talking about. You remember that time? Yeah, I remember. I remember. That was a good time. If I ask you to this morning, church, I'm talking to the church this morning. If I can ask you this morning, do you remember a time when you were really, really close to God? When you knew without a shadow of doubt, I am following God. I'm doing exactly what he was wanting me to do. You were pursuing God. And this is what he was talking about. Because they were pursuing God at that time. They had, this, they had this active relationship. And he says, remember that? Don't throw that away. Don't shrink back from that. Don't get stagnant. Don't shrink back. The writer says that, that when, when we're with God, he loves that. And he wants us pursuing him. He wants us close. And he says, don't get in the place where you shrink back from that. Stay right up there close. Don't shrink back. So as we're talking this morning, this, the writer believes that they are showing some symptoms of, of shrinking back from, from something that was once very real and very life-changing. They were in this place where they had this vibrant relationship with God and everything was rolling, everything was going good. And he said, stay there. But he said, I think you've got to this place where you're shrinking back. And I want you to know that, that God takes no pleasure in that. Step back from your wife and don't talk to her for a few days. Don't pay any attention to her. See how that works out for you. They don't like it. Okay? They like you up close and they're in, 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 in going. And so he talks about this and he says, if you're there, stay the course, but don't shrink back. We, we see this all the time. Uh... We, we like to be pursued and God likes to be pursued too. You ever, you ever have a little kid come up to you and goes, catch me. You know, it's fun the first thousand times. You know, and now I'm so big I can't catch them. My, these little ones will come up to me. Daddy, uh, Pappy, I, I got you. You come get me. Yeah, you go on. I'll be along in a minute. <laughs> and then they'll come back in about 20 minutes. Where you at? You know, I looked for you. I couldn't find you, you know. But catch me, catch me, come get me. I think sometimes God wants to reach in our life and go, catch me, come get me. I'm here. I'm waiting on you. I've got, I've got everything for you. Catch me. And we're like, yeah, I'll, I'll go later. And we pull, we pull back. 
And the writer sees this. He goes, there was times when you were, you were chasing God. You're going to lose your stuff. I don't care. I'm chasing God. You're going to prison. I don't care. I'm chasing God. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to lose your place. And so you may lose your job. I don't care. I'm chasing God and I'm going to find him. And I don't care where he goes. I'm going to pursue him and I'm, because I love him. He said, and I've seen you that way, but now I'm seeing you pulling back. And he said, God doesn't take any pleasure in that. In fact, he says, if you keep going back, he says, it'll come to a place of destruction. I mean, he doesn't pull any punches here. He says, he says, you got to be right with God. And if you start pulling back, he don't like it. And if you keep pulling back, you come to a place of destruction. Not my words. That's what the Bible says. I want you to know this morning, I'm your pastor and I love you. But like I said, I want you to think about a time, church. And if you've ever really been in a close relationship with God, there has been a time when you have been up in there and it's been wonderful and good. And if I said, can you name me a time? Man, I can name name you times. I can name you times. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm in one. I'm in one. When I feel like I am, I am just right there. And there's other times when I've, if I was honest, and I am, there's times when I've probably pulled back from God just a little. And he says, I don't like that. I don't like that. And the writer is saying here, God likes us up and close and pursuing him. And if you were honest this morning, some of you would probably say, I've had some times when I had a great walk with God. I was, I was very active in all the things that God was doing. I was active in church. I was, I was part of everything that was going on. We had our kids here for everything that ever was. And, and we were right in the middle of everything that God was doing. And, and in our home, we were doing the things that God wanted us to do. And we were praying. I was praying with my wife. I was, I was praying with my kids. And I was, I was pursuing God. And, and, and I was having this great time of fellowship with him. And I had this real great vibrant relationship with you. But then that kind of cooled off. And I want to ask you this morning, can you remember a time when things were better with your relationship with God than they are now? Have you pulled back? I mean, I just want you to be honest this morning. Have you pulled back? And I'm not telling you it's right, but I'm telling you it is normal. It is normal. It's so normal that the writer says, you better watch for this because this happens. He's not beating him over the head or anything like that. He says, watch out for this. This is what happens. We have times when we're right up in the middle of it and everything's going good. And then there's times if we are not careful, and he's just saying, I'm just warning you this morning. I'm just saying that if we're not careful, we'll pull back. And I just want you to know this morning, God does not like that. Don't do that. Because what happens is if we pull back a little, then we're tempted to pull back a little more. And we pull back a little more. And then we pull back a little more. And I don't know where the point is, but the writer here in Hebrew says there is a point there where destruction happens, where we have pulled ourselves completely away from God. And I want to ask you this morning, are you right there where God would have you to be Or are you at a place where you feel like I've probably pulled back a little bit? 
I want you to ask yourself the question, am I shrinking back from God? I want you to ask yourselves a few questions. Has, has there been a time when, 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 I, when I was in the Bible more? Has there been a time when I was in prayer more? Has there been a time when I was seeking and asking and knocking and when I was pursuing God? And to tell you the truth, Pastor, I haven't been doing that like I'm supposed to. Was there a time when, when I was more active in the things of God, when I made time to do the things that God wanted me to do? And, and uh, maybe a time, and this, is, and this is what happens. Life happens. Life happens. There was some of you that, that, that you had time to do things, but then, you, then I had kids, and, and now my kids are older, and, 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 and as, as they're busier, I, I've kind of shrunk back a little bit. And, and I, ha- I used to do this job, and now I have this job, and now I have these activities, and, and I have this that I have to do, and then I have this I have to do. And if you're not careful, you're, you're doing gobs of really good things, and you just keep shrinking back. And I watch it. And I hear it, and the writer says, don't, don't do that. Be careful, don't do that. Don't do that this morning. And if you were honest this morning to the Holy Spirit, you'd have to say, I've I've shrunk back. Is there a time that you could name that you just knew that you are closer to God than you are right now? You could feel him. You could hear him. You were active in the things of God more so than you are right now. If I ask you this morning, would you say, Pastor, there was a time when I was much closer to God than I am right now. Pastor, I'm busier. I'm, I'm older. I've got things going. And, there, and there's be a, there'll be a time later on when, when I can come back. Maybe. But the word says now's the time. And what tends to happen is we just keep shrinking back. We keep going backwards. Is that true for you this morning? I want you to know that God takes no pleasure in that. Have you shrunk back from God this morning? Have you pulled away, pulled your family away? I want you to be honest this morning. You don't have to stay there. You can start moving back towards God. You can get back to that place. I I would run back to that place this morning. If God spoke to you this morning, I would run back and say, God, I'm sorry I pulled away from you. I, 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 want what, I want what's best. I want what you want for me. I'm sorry that I, that I pulled away. I'm sorry that I haven't been pursuing you like I'm supposed to. I'm sorry for that. I've had to do that to my wife before. Cindy, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to you. I haven't, I haven't been the husband I'm supposed to been to you. I, I'm sorry. Can I come back in the house? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, I, I want things to be right again. Well, in any relationship, the natural is cooling off and fading. And you've got to get up in there and pursue and some of you, I think, if we're real honest, and, I, and I, know, I know it's true because the word says that it was happening here and the church was so young and so new and so fresh. If it's happening in this church, I know that it's happening now here with us. Lance, I want you to come this morning. I want you to know this morning, I'm not talking to you about leaving God. I'm talking to you about just stepping back from him.
But I will say this, you keep stepping back, the word says that you'll end up in destruction. And maybe this morning you've just stepped back a little, or you stepped back a lot. You haven't quit believing in God. You haven't, you, you, you want to follow God. You want to do what God wants you to do. But if you're dead honest this morning, you say, Pastor, I've stepped back from God. I've shrunk back from God. And he says, that is not who we are. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we are those who believe and are saved. Maybe you've stepped back just a little bit this morning. You don't have to stay there. We believe and are saved. That's who we are. That's what we do. We don't keep shrinking back. We hear God's word and we see who we are and we see where we are. And we say, I don't want to be there. I'm going to pursue God this morning. And we run back to him and say, God, I want to get to that place where I was all about you all the time. And God, help me, forgive me, help me to be, to have that again this morning. I want us to stand. Answer the question this morning. Have I shrunk? I want you to be dead honest. (coughs) I'm not talking about leaving what you believe or anything like that. I'm talking about that your relationship with God is not what it once was. And you want it to be where it was when it was hot and on fire and you could hear God and he was working in your life this morning. This is a message to the church this morning. Be honest this morning. We're going to open up the altars. If you need to pray today, come and pray. Run back to him this morning. If you're just one step away, run one step. If you're three steps away, run three steps. Jump the last two. Get to him. Come to him this morning. Say, God, just get me back where I need to be this morning. Come as we sing. Oh.